0: Well, let's jump out to the zone phone. She makes the magic happen for AT&T Sportsnet on the Utah Jazz Broadcast. She's our good friend, Kristen Kenny. What's going on, Kristen?
1: Hey, guys. Good to be back. Good to be chat- chatting with you.
0: You enjoying this beautiful,
2: sunshiny day?
1: Oh, man. It's like 80-some degrees. It's already summer. The allergies are kicking in. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, you know what? And what's crazy is I am going to go skiing tomorrow, which is wow. really weird because imagine there's snow up at Snowbird and then all the way down here it's eighty-one degrees. So cool. going to get it in. Could be the last time. Last weekend.
2: Pretty cool. You're an outdoorsy kind of gal, right? Yeah, don't you enjoy that kind of stuff?
1: Oh man, yeah. I'm, I'm a, a Utah outdoorsy girl. I love it. Love skiing. It's my therapy. And yeah, in the summers, getting out on the the water here, the reservoirs. Are are you a skier? Gordon, are you here? Uh, I,
2: I, I used to be. It's I've slowed down in my older age, you know, but uh, oh. I, I, I've enjoyed it. Uh, but you know, it, I don't know if you know this, Jake, but Kristen, she's like a world traveler too. I mean, she's been everywhere in this this big old world, right?
1: Oh, I've been um, Africa, Cambodia, Indonesia. The pandemic slowed it down, of course, but yeah. trying to plan somewhere to go next. If you if you have any ideas, guys. Throw them at me. It depends on what's open.
2: <laughs> Jake spent some time in Fiji.
0: I did. I did. But, uh, you know. Have you been to lovely ah. Richfield? Let's see if Richfield is <laughs> <Richfield's> <laughs> nice. Richfield is wonderful. I'll
1: have to uh, make, make my way. The truck, yeah. Get over there and make the truck. That would be great.
0: All right. Uh, hey, let's talk a little jazz basketball, Kristen. Two yeah, games let's to do play, it. Two games to play. The uh, the magic number is at two. Uh, jazz have Oklahoma City, who have lost 22 out of 23 games. And uh, and then Sacramento, who's been a little bit better, but still, of course, eliminated from the playoffs. You expecting 2-0 and over the last two?
1: Tough. Um, I think the good news is Mike Conley, probable for tonight, that certainly helps. And uh, I think... Yeah, you want to you want to go in with momentum, you know that's what I was talking to Mike about and and having some momentum, having some wins going into the playoffs, but um, you know, so I think the guys they want to be playing well. Um, you are, the, the game I'm most concerned about would be Sacramento cuz they they've been playing well, but I think the Jazz, you know, we got this. Uh we didn't like that last loss to Portland and they're going to want to end things on a high note, especially before the playoffs and certainly Mike Conley back getting into his groove will be important as well so and when Mike Conley's back on the floor it brings that poise you have your floor general back and we certainly saw how much we missed that against Portland's backcourt. Do you think this team
2: as constituted uh, before Mike comes back and and with Donovan out is tired did you get that feeling uh, at all Kristen? Yeah
1: I did I felt like uh, you know exhaustion was sitting in and and it's hard, you guys. You're playing a team, especially a, a Portland team, that was really on a roll. You've got the best backcourt in the NBA, the best backcourt duo in CJ and Dame, and then going against pretty much our uh, team with without our starting guards so um, that are lacking on the point guard front. So I think it, definitely it, it took a toll. Um, the guys have been fighting, and, and a lot of the guys who usually don't get minutes have been getting minutes and being tested, which is kind of a blessing to get other guys minutes and time. But yeah, you're you run ragged at this point, and you know we've got a lot of games in a short period of time, and you're also trying to get mentally prepared for when it really does count in the playoffs. Yeah, I felt the fatigue, definitely did, um, especially against that Portland team. Kristen,
0: I've asked a lot of our guests this just to kind of get a gauge on where people are on it, but uh, are you liking the the play-in scenario, the, the kind of uh, <laughs> skewing the, the playoff rules a little bit? Do you, uh, do you think it should stay?
1: That's a good question. Um, look, here's the thing. Is it exciting? Yes. Does it make everyone talk about it? Yes. Are you kind of on pins and needles and wondering what the heck is going to happen? Who are we going to play? Absolutely. However... The year that the Jazz are having, and being the number one seed in the Western Conference and the top team in the league for so long, you look at it and you say, "Man, oh, this is a year that they're having this play in." And is it that is it an advantage anymore to have the number be the number one seed or the number two seed because you do not know who you're playing? And look, like the Lakers are dropping down and. There's a scenario there where, all right, who's gonna, who are you gonna be, who are you gonna face in um, the seven, the seventh seed, the eighth seed? It, it's tough. So, I think unfortunately with the year the Jazz are having, it would have been nice to know who your opponent's gonna be in the first round. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case, but it does provide some excitement and it's a lot of fun. I feel bad for the scouts that have to go and be on the road right now tracking four teams that are potential opponents in the first round. And all of those opponents are going to be tough. Whoever you're going to play in the first round in the Western Conference conference isn't going to be a walk in the park.
2: I know Donovan's been out, uh, so it's kind of hard to answer this question. and There's been limited access. But, Kristen, you've had as close access, as as much access as anybody has to the players. So have you been able to gather – what the mindset, the playoff mindset is of this team? Do you think they're going to be ready to go, or do you think anything is amiss right now?
1: Yeah, that's the toughest thing, and especially without being around the guys. Like I'm used to, remember, I'm used to being around the guys all the time, practices, on the road, on the plane, so you can really gauge the mood. You're in the locker room, you get the mood. Um, Unfortunately, that's not the case anymore, so what you get from the guys is when you get to talk to them like today. Um, you know, talking to Mike Conley about reintegrating and, you know, the, and you're getting Donovan hopefully back um, right for the playoffs. But there is going to take, it's going to take a little bit of time, but Mike Conley's very confident in his ability to reintegrate this year versus last year when he was still figuring out his role, adjusting, all of that he's figured out. So he can come right back in and he's pretty confident that he's going to pick up where he left off. Obviously, minutes restriction, right? Um, you have Donovan who has that ability too. these guys know each other so well so um, talking with Mike you get a sense of the confidence yeah it's not going to be a problem he doesn't feel like it's it's something that the guys are going to be able to do really well because they know each other well Um, so you're leaning on that and that continuity and that chemistry that they have and the fact that they are unselfish guys Um, so and they have been playing like well right with the absence of their two key pieces you got to look at Bogey. Really found his groove. So it's good that Bogey was able to get higher usage, more time, the ball in his hands, more, um, more looks, and to get work through some of those those kinks, right? And to work through what he's had to deal with with being out for nine months um, with that wrist injury and surgery. So that's the good thing. So it's given other guys an opportunity to get into their groove. Now when you add those pieces back, the vital pieces like a Mike Conley and a Donovan Mitchell, can they just pick up where they left off? I, Mike Conley seems to be confident they can. Um, and I agree. I think I think it's going to be a little rusty, but you got to rely on your chemistry and your continuity.
0: Kristen, uh, several Jazz well representatives, I guess, uh, are going to be up for awards. Um, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles for the sixth man of the year. Of course, Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. Coach Snyder uh, for coach of the year, possibly. Who is most likely to win in your mind?
1: I think Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year. I know um, the Jazz PR team and marketing team put together this amazing pitch. It was like a magazine. They called it Zine for Each Guy. Um, it was really creative. I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at it, but they sent it out to media members and um, just telling the stories of the guys that are, that are up for the awards. And, but you got to look at Jordan Clarkson is pretty much a shoe. And I mean, what this guy's done, he's an absolute sixth man. He's doing things that it's, it's worthy of that, right? It's clear that he gets on the floor and as that sixth man and makes a difference, his scoring ability. Um, So I think Jordan Clarkson right there, I think, you, know, you look at Rudy Gobert, a Defensive Player of the Year. It's tough. It's, he's look at what he's the impact that he does. We know Jazz Nation the impact that he does and the impact that he has um, on on the team when he's on the floor. Um, so I, I think you know Rudy. I think Jordan Clarkson. Um, you know, those are the two that I, w- I would go for. Of course, Coach Quinn Snyder. You want to see him. Uh, received some awards and accolades because of what he's done to get the best out of these guys, I mean, the, the coaching that it takes. And um, he just has the ability to, play, to find their strengths and play to their strengths. And it really speaks to him as a coach and how these guys love playing for him. And that's why they are sitting where they are this year, the number one seed. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of good uh, candidates here. That's pretty awesome to have so many options.
2: Kristen, uh, let me ask you the question that uh, Jake and I discussed or we're going to discuss right before we had you on, and it's this. In the first round, which team do you think the Jazz would be the least suited to face? I mean, everyone seems to be afraid of the the Lakers at at full strength, uh, and maybe that's the obvious answer, but uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean the Lakers would be the obvious one because LeBron has a has something against the Jazz. Um, he yeah, there's something there. I, I do not want to play a LeBron team in the first round. Um, I think the Warriors too. You never want to play Steph Curry, right? In his whole uh-huh. series, Steph is <laughs> Steph. Uh, he's scary. Um, so I would be concerned about those two teams. I do think a first round. I'm looking at you know the Grizzlies, right? I think the Grizzlies are still. Nothing's going to be easy. I mean, the Grizzlies play hard; they play tough. Uh, but I would rather take the Grizzlies, uh, the the Spurs. The, <laughs> you don't want to play the Blazers if they drop down. It, it's it's really uh, none of these teams are going to be easy. I just hope we don't face the Lakers. What do you guys think? I want to know what you think because Lakers would be awful. Oh, yeah, the worst. Yeah.
0: Stay away from the Lakers for sure. Yeah, but stay I, away. I, I, I don't think those two guys are 100%, though. And the rest of the, the, the Laker team isn't terrific.
2: Well, didn't A.D. score 42 points the other night? Yeah. I mean... Well, we'll see. Okay,
1: they're, Here's the thing. Even if they're not 100%, you know LeBron. It, when he's going to play the Jazz, he's going to play. And LeBron has something against the Jazz. They they Remember the last time they were here? I mean, not the last time, but I'm trying to remember uh, what year this was. Maybe it was last year. It's all a blur, but... um. Taking off the shoes on the court, dancing around. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm pouring salt in the wound here, but we, we may not want to bring that up here. Uh, but I don't. I, I think LeBron really wants to uh, to to play the Jazz, and 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 when he plays the Jazz, he wants to um, show us that they're the number one team. <laughs>
2: So, Kristen, he you mentioned it up
1: when he played the Jazz.
2: You mentioned two names there: Steph and LeBron. Uh, Jake asked an interesting question the other day. Let me pose it to you: Of all the players uh, that are in the league, which player, as you're you know going through the dial and you're looking at different teams, which which player will always get you to stop and watch?
1: For me personally, who I stop and watch? Yeah. Um, I, I, obviously Steph Curry, I think you have to, he's just unbelievable. Um, and I really do like watching game, game, especially down the stretch and what we're seeing now at the tail end of the season, he's unbelievable game time. That's a real thing. Um, you got to respect him. I think he's like, he's one of the guys you want to root for, right? We, well, Weaver State stayed and the fact that he's just. He's a great guy to root for. Um, so I love watching Dame.
0: Kristen, thank you, as always, for dropping by the show. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Kristen Kenny, uh, catch her on uh, the jazz broadcast, of course, on AT&T Sportsnet, which uh, will be the final two games, of course, and then uh, the first round of the playoffs after the first round. Uh, it's all nationally televised games. So make sure and catch uh, Bowler, Matt, Kristen a lemma, the crew
2: because of the way this whole thing is structured and you asked her about the plan, I have no clue who the are going to end up facing I mean it could be anybody uh in that group, and uh maybe that maybe
0: that does add a little bit of excitement, you know I know I'm still torn on it. there are some good things like I mean it's making. It's making the last week of the of the season more bearable. Yes. But it's it's also not fair to teams 7 and 8. Well, you've and always two been a regular... overly fair to teams
2: 9 yeah. and 10. <laughs> you <laughs> you've always been a uh, a regular season
0: guy. Well, I that's what I do love about college football I think You you me. hate playoffs, don't you? Uh no, not necessarily. I mean I think they're they're great for what they for what they are. I'm I mean, surprised
2: a, I'm surprised you like college uh, uh basketball uh league
0: tournaments. Well, here's the thing with tournaments. If you just appreciate him for the randomness that that is a, a league tournament, then fine. But if you try to make the argument to me that just because you're a a, a tournament champion in in a non-series one-off tournament, that's ridiculous. But well, the you, the tournament itself can be fun, sure.
2: You've always been an ACC guy and they're the first ones that ever had a conference
0: tournament. They still play in Greensboro every year? I always thought that was kind of a random place to play. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean know not I that Greensboro care. isn't a, a lovely spot, but I mean there's some pretty nice spots there in the footprint of the ACC, right? To pick Greensboro <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, but it's right there in the heart heart
2: of uh So why not country. why
0: not do Raleigh or or Charlotte? Why Greensboro? That's
2: that's what the people in Raleigh and Charlotte are asking.
0: I'm sure they are. <laughs> Chapel Hill, you know, the Raleigh Durham area, very nice. Charlotte, very nice. Greensboro, have you, have you, also nice, but uh, not as well. Have different. you have
2: you been to that area? Greensboro? And no, Raleigh uh-huh. and Durham. Yeah, because it's it's so interesting that you got Carolina, you got Duke, and you got NC State, all all within stones throw.
0: Oh, I told you uh, we have some close family friends that had three boys in their family, and one went to NC State, one went to UNC, and one went to Duke.
2: (laughs) Nice. Nice. I've heard what Scotty has said. No, because Scotty, I I don't think he would mind me uh, saying this publicly, but he, he, he was on an LDS mission back there, and I think one of the rules was you don't sneak into the Dean Dome, and I think Scotty used to sneak into
0: the Dean Dome. Did he? Yeah. See, I thought Scotty embraced NC State while he was out there. Well, I know, but uh, I don't know whether he was.
2: Didn't he also embrace forgery while he was out there? Oh, yeah, I've heard that story, too.